0: Okay, today's daf is daf Samech Zion, page 67. We're going to start a brand new perek, the 10th perek of Meseches Nedarim. And this perek is the halacha that we touch on all throughout Shas, which has to do with the rights that the Torah gives to a father and or husband to nullify vows of one's wife slash daughter. Okay, let's give a quick introduction and we will get going. We've been learning about how to remove vows. That's what the ninth parrot, parrot Rebbe Lezer, was about, how to remove vows. Okay, the Torah gives the right to a husband to be mayfair, To remove his wife's vows if it falls under one of two categories. You cannot nullify any vow your wife makes. But if it's a type of vow, which is something that gets in the way of your relationship, which is called, Something that is between him and her, it's going to impact them. He can nullify it. He can also nullify something that leads to that, that Enoi Nefesh. Enoi Nefesh is if she makes a vow that leads to any personal affliction. Also, this does impact a person's temperament, a person's mood. It could get in the way of their relationship. But even if it doesn't, if it's something that's Enoi Nefesh, so she's going to withhold. A husband has a right to be mayfair, to remove those vows. Okay, so again, the two categories when does a husband have a right to, to be made for her nedar? If, if, if it's either getting in the way of their relationship, or if it's something which is from Enoi Nefesh. Fine. Now, this applies to any husband. There's an interesting halacha in the Torah which states that if you have a girl who's a nara, a nara means she has not reached full physical maturity. And the truth is, even though the Torah writes this about a nara, the MS is it applies even to a katana, a minor that the father marries off. So the father could remove any vow that his daughter makes. The halacha is if a father marries off his daughter who's a nara or a katana, she's in the stage of arisen, what we'll call a nara hama'urasa, so she's in the first stage of marriage, she hasn't completed her marriage. She hasn't done the suan. Who has a right to be mayfair that vow? Is that the father's rights? Because she has not yet reached the adulthood? Or is it the husband's rights? Because Lemaisa, practically speaking, they are married and the husband has a right to remove vows that are either or Baina or So who has a right to do it? So the Torah actually gives the rights to both. The father has a right to nullify, the husband has a right to nullify. We'll learn, Bez Hashem, whether you need both of them to do it, whether one's enough, that we'll get into. But for us in our introduction, we have to know, there are rights given to a father to nullify vows, and there's rights given to a husband to nullify vows under those two conditions that we mentioned, if it's personal affliction or Now, one more Important piece of information for introduction. And that is. As soon as. The husband hears about the vow. He has 24 hours to nullify it. If he does not solidify it. Now if he says right away. Hey that's a fine vow. He can't nullify it anymore. He has no rights. But if if he doesn't solidify it. Then he has 24 hours to remove it. And if he doesn't remove it. The vow remains in place. He cannot remove it at a later date. All right? So that's another halacha to keep in mind. For Seder. Let's get going. Zokt, the Mishnah, bottom line on Samach Vav, Amrbeiz, 66B. Nara Hamurasa. If you have a Nara who is in her first stage of marriage to her husband, so she's not yet a bulgaris again. She's quasi in the domain of the father, and now quasi in the domain of the husband. Says the Mishnah, Avia Ubalah Mefirin Nidoreha. Her father and her husband have rights to remove the vow. Now look at that word, Avia Ubalah. The father and the husband. Let me ask you a question: Is it clear if they both need to do it? Let's see. Says the Mishnah, top of today's daf, Samach Zion, <coughs> excuse me, <clears> Hefer <throat> Ha'av, let's say the father nullifies the vow of this Nara or Kitana, where, again, keep in mind, a nara's you now uh, 12 years old, she hasn't really reached Bagra's, the same thing would hold with the katana where father marries her up, but uh, uh, if the father nullifies the vow, the low abal, but the husband doesn't, Hefer ab, or the opposite. Let's say, the husband, when he heard about it, removed the vow, and the father doesn't. Ain't no mufer. Says the Mishnah, you need both. If the rights are given to both to remove the vow, then the halacha is, you need both to actually do it. Otherwise, it's not a fully removed vow. Whoever has rights to remove it must do it. The sarach Leimar and certainly, shakia yamechen mehem if one of them is Mechayim, meaning they hear about the vow and they say, oh, Baruch Hashem, I'm so happy she made that. So happy she made that vow. Certainly, the other one cannot be Mefer. Why? Kabuchayim, right? We just said, you need both to remove it. Well, if one is confirming it and one is saying, it's a the vow, so then you're certainly not even close to having both of them being Mefer and it's going to remain in place and we'll see the added Chiddush of this last line okay what, Ta- let's take a step the, yeah go ahead point, what's the point at the end of the mission where it says that Re- you're asking what's the what's the attitudeish here well I mean we said. <coughs> we, we already said we need both of them to remove it if one's confirming it they're certainly not removing it so what's the atish Guvaldic. The Gemara is gonna be bothered. The Gemara is bothered by the same exact question, and we'll, we'll tackle it, Hashem, and the Gemara. So here we go. Alright. Says the Gemara, first of all, Hainu ratio. The end of the Mishnah and the beginning of the Mishnah are really all saying the same thing, which is Avia Ubalam Before we get to our BL's question, let us just look at the very beginning of our Mishnah. how did the Mishnah start? The father and the husband remove the vow And then it says. If the father removes it but not the husband, or the husband but not the father, it's not. Shkayich, it's the same thing. You just said the father and the husband. And then you said, no, you, you, you went to the redundant school of redundancy. Answers the Gemara, Mahudetema, I would have thought to say, it doesn't mean Avia Ubala. Maybe it means Avia aybala. Sometimes when you write in the Mishnah, does, you say Avia U. U doesn't necessarily mean and, meaning. That you need both. Just giving you another example. So I would have thought that, that the way to read the initial part of the Mishnah, the rest of the Mishnah is, Nara Aviya the father, Ubalah Ur the husband. Therefore, Kamash Malan, the Mishnah continues on and tells me, no, 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 keep in mind, when we say Ubalah, it is specific. It must be both. Okay? And then we get to Rabiel's kasha. What's the Gemara continue and say? Certainly, if you don't have both of them nullifying it, but one of them even keeps the vow, confirms the vow, <coughs> that the vow remains in place. Ask the Gemara, why do you got to say this? You already told me. Hey, If one removes the vow without the other, it doesn't work. To tell me, if one of them confirms the value, you got to tell me that you, it's not removed? Of course it's not removed. He confirmed it. And you just told me you need both to remove it. If one confirms it, wait, what's the ad That was your Kasha. Answers the Gemara. I'll tell you why this extra line is necessary for the following scenario. There is an ad khidish in a specific case. What's the case? For example. What happens? to Echad Mehem. Let's say the husband hears about it and removes the vow. V'kiyem echad, and the father hears about it and says, "Oh, I'm so happy about the vow. He wants to confirm the vow. So one dafka removed it, and one dafka confirming it. V'chazar hamakayim and then the father who confirmed the vow v'nishaal al and he went to a chacham, and the the. Chacham allowed him to remove his confirmation. So now, what are you left with? One person removed the vow. The other one who confirmed it no longer has the confirmation because a Chacham was willing to allow him to remove that confirmation, which is an added kid this year. Because until now, we've been learning the person themselves could go to a Chacham. Over here, you you see that if you have a, a Bucky, if you have an expert, they can even remove a confirmation. So a confirmation that the father did. That yeah, that right? yeah. So the, the husband, the husband goes to a chacham, and then the chacham removes the father's confirmation. Yeah, or the father himself goes and and removes his own confirmation. Changes his mind. Yeah, changes mind. He says he has charata. You know, he he didn't mean to confirm it. Okay. See, now you're really left, you're back to square one, where the husband removed it, and the father confirmed it, and then had the confirmation removed. So, Mahudutema, I would have thought to say, the only thing that was removed is his confirmation, so, therefore, the, the Mishah is letting us know that you need them both to remove the vow, at the same time, which means, Not that they have to talk at the same time. But you can't have where one removed the vow on Sunday and the other one removed the vow through a nullification of a bucky on Thursday. And therefore it says, even in a case where one of them confirmed it and now we're saying, had that confirmation removed, still ain't i It's not going to be removed because the Misa, we need that they both Nullified the vow within, with, with the same derech, with the same approach, in the, in the same uh, time frame. Okay, beautiful. Now the Gemara is going to get into the sources for these halachas. Let's get into the sources. Everything's state and pasuk. Everything's based off of pesukim and the Torah. So here we go. Two dots. A little bit more than halfway down on Samar Zion, Amar Aleph. The hamurasa Avia efir We said, I you know, you have a, a Nara, this young, young woman, not yet fully uh, into a halachic adulthood. Avia Manolan. How do we know? How do we know this? Omar Rabba, Omar Kroshtatin Posuk, Vim Hoyusi Eli Ishudarel, Leom Ikan Lenara Hamurasa Avia Ubala Mefir it says, if she's going to be married and she has Nidarea Aleha and she has vows upon her. So from here you see that you have a Nara who, who is Hama'u So both the father and the husband have rights. Now if you look at the psukim, there's a number of uh, of uh, psukim here on the side. You can look in the Tara or HaShalim if you have uh, a Gemara that has it in the far left towards the top. Of the Amud, you'll see the Torah or that quotes the Pesukim in the Torah. The, the Pesuk says, "Vimhaya isia la ish if she's to a man, so she has a marriage, unadare ale, and she has vows." I miftos asher the utter and certain list asher asra al nafsha that she placed on her nafsh. Vim base isha nadara ay asra israel nafsha b'shvuah. And if she's if she uh, is in a house of marriage, then also the husband's going to retain rights to her shvuah. Now, those same sukkim let us know that um, there's some vows that are made in the home of her father, and there's some vows that are made in the home of the husband. Then, base isha nadara, which means if she base isha is when she already had nesuin, when she has nesuin, now only the husband has the rights to nullify the vows. The husband doesn't. But if she's not base isha, if she didn't yet have nesuin, it seems to imply that the father retains the rights. Okay. So from here you learn, says the Gemara, that the father has rights to nullify. As long as she didn't have, she didn't move in with her husband yet. She's not Beis Isha. And the husband also has rights. Ask the Gemara, Ema ha bin Nesua. Maybe the entire thing is just said by Nesua. You don't have the father specifically. the so Gemara explains, Ema shim Nesua, kro'ah bin and Beis Isha Nadara. Beis Isha Nadara lets me know that the husband can nullify. I already know that. Ema tarvayu bin Nesua, says the Gemara. Maybe both verses are talking about Nesua. Now what the Gemara here is challenging is who says that these Pesukim are... Who, we know the father has rights to nullify. We want a proof that the husband prior to Nesuin has rights to nullify. Maybe Hitaka has to actually wait until she moves into his house. Maybe both are talking about <laughs> B'Nesuah. <by> <laughs> if you're going to say, why would I need two verses telling me that by Nesuah, the husband can nullify the vow. You don't need to teach me the same thing. I'll tell you, I'll say that it's to, that it's to let us know. One verse lets me know that the husband has rights to remove the vows that were made in his house. And the other one's going to let me know that the husband has a right to remove a vow even that she made before coming into his house. Now that they're having a the husband, maybe that's what it's teaching me, the husband has a right to nullify. Vows that she made prior to moving in with him. Top of Amud Beyes. Wouldn't we know that, memela? Okay, maybe we would know that automatically. So Gamara says, no. Either you could say that when we say the word "have in the Pasuk, that would, that's Mashmah specifically, Arisin, Kedushin. Ask the Gemara, now, where does the word of the say Bahaya? So let me just pause for a moment and tell you. So the Pasak says, Vim ish, if she will be, if she will be for a man, Una with Nidarim on her. Okay? So we say Da usually the word Havya Kedusha Mashma. It's mashma kedushim, which is the first step of marriage, and this we comes across in Mesakis Kedushim and Mesachis Yavamis as well. Hayoi is to be acquired by him, which is the first stage of marriage. Says the Gemara, well, if you're going to tell me that um, there, there could be a removal of the vows, maybe if you have a Nara Hamurasa, and again, this applies to a Katana Hamurasa, that needs her vow removed, maybe it's strictly the father who has rights to remove her vow, and there's no the rights are not yet given over to the husband. Answers the Gemara, that can't be the case, because Imkain, if that would be true, if that would be true, why do I need Yoni Isa? Okay, why do I need uh, that? It's, it says, she, is, she made a prohibition, she made a transgression in her father's house, which means she didn't move in with her husband yet. This Nara has not yet moved in. And then it says, her father is the one who could remove the vow. What do I need that for? What are you going to say? What happens is like this. When there's arisen, it's all on the father to remove the vow. So when it's not there's no there's no arisen. You got to teach me something. You got to tell me that halacha. Let's pause. Take a step back. This is a very simple question. Very simple question. The question is like this: The passage says, "Va'asra iser beves avia yoni Isa." Okay. Now, you have a regular, not a regular. You have a woman who is a arusa. She has her first stage of marriage. The Pusuk's telling me she is under the authority of her father when it comes to removal of vows. The father could remove the vow of his daughter who's in Arusa. Let me ask you a question. If you already knew this, this statement, that a father could remove his married daughter's vow, would it be necessary for me to go tell you a father could remove a single daughter's vow Completely unnecessary. Once I know the father can remove the vow of an arusa, it's and he still has Shlita, he still has an element of, of involvement in it and control over it. Shaliba Makamarus, if there's no heiress in here, me boy, you got to tell me that the father has a right to nullify the vow. Now, here's what's behind the Gemara. First, the Torah says. I'm sorry. The Torah says he can nullify a married girl. And then it says uh, a single girl. It says, why, why Why doesn't the Torah just tell us that the father has the rights to remove his daughter's vows when she's married? And I'll know that certainly if she's single, the father has the rights. That's what the Torah should have done. The Torah doesn't waste words. But the Torah doesn't do that. And here's the whole hop. You ready? The Torah of the Miser writes to Psukim. This is going to be the Chapa of the Gemara. The Gemara says like this. The father could remove the vows of his single daughter. And then it says the father could remove the vows of his Nara Morasa. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? This is what's bothering the Gemara. So what the Gemara is assuming over here, follow along, is gishmak. The Gemara is assuming over here is that it's got to be that a shift happened once she got married to the father's rights. Even the fathers have rights to be involved. It's got to be that a shift happened. There must be a change. Something must have changed. Let me repeat that. The Torah should have just written the father has rights. To nullify the vows of his Nara Murasa, even if she's married. The Torah doesn't. The Torah says like this the father removes the vows of a single daughter, and then it says the father has rights to remove the vow of his Nara Murasa daughter. Why would you do that? Here's the assumption the Chap is, must be, there's an added Chidish. Something must have changed. Something must have changed. And there's a difference between a father nullifying the vows of a single daughter and the father nullifying the vows of a Nara Morasa daughter. So here's what it's got to be. Maybe the way to remove the vow of a single daughter, the rights given to a father, is different than a married girl. Now, we don't know how it's different necessarily. There's different ways to view it. Maybe be more lenient on her, maybe more strict, whatever it is. But either way, th- there's a difference. This is, this is Gemara's question. To which the Gemara responds, Ama say, Av when it comes to the father Li maybe you'll say like this, her get ready. In order maybe you'll say, in order for a father to have rights to nullify his daughter's vow, she must be an Arison. She must be an Airison. Is I'm sorry. Yes, she must be an erisin with the husband, meaning the father with the husband has rights to remove the vows. But Arus v'chudei mefer, and the Arus himself could remove the vow. So why does God, why do you need a right father? It's coming to teach us deE hakim make him that if the father taka confirms the vow, it is confirmed. We don't need him we really. Need the father to to be mefer the nether. But let's say the father hears about it and she's in Arusa. The husband alone could remove the vow. But let's say the father beats him to it and confirms the vow before the Arus could remove it. What's going to happen is the Torah is letting us know a Chiddush. The father could stop that removal. Maybe that's the added Chiddush. Now this is again, if you're getting, if you're getting confused here, that's fine because the Gemara is changing teams now. And here's what's going on. First, what we said was, in Arusa, only the father could be made for it. What the Arus could do, can't remove it, but he could, he could keep the vow. And we said, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Because it won't stem with the Psukim. Therefore, the Gemara is shifting now. And the Gemara says that, listen, maybe the husband is the one who has the sole rights to remove. And on an a and the only role the father could play here is to keep the vow. And the father really has no rights to remove the vow. To which the Gemara responds, Let's keep going, Viter. That's not possible. Don't tell me that the father only has rights to confirm a vow, because Im kain. if so, base Isha Nadara. The My kosav I don't need the base Isha if she made a vow after Nasuan that he would keep the vow, because again, I would assume automatically the husband who already has the rights by Arison completely, of course he can do it by Nasuan. If he can remove a vow by erison, how much more so by Nasuan? I don't need a Avarus made for the in a place where she only had erison and all the fa- only the father had a right to remove the, I'm sorry, and only the husband had a right to remove the vow, <inaudible> certainly by Nisuin, where the father's completely out of the picture, the Uros could keep the vow, why would I need the pasuk of Beis Isha Nadara? Again, Beis Isha Nadara tells me that a, Nis, uh, uh, a husband through Nisuin could remove a vow. The is asking, what's the Kiddush in that? If the, if the way the darshan, the psukim of Eresen, is that the husband is the one who has complete rights to remove, and all the father could do is confirm, now you got to tell me that by nissuing the, the husband has a right to, to remove, Of he already had those rights. He already had the right to remove. You don't need a posig of imbezi shanadara, the husband has the rights. He's been having the rights for the last 12 months. What's the Erech As the Gemara says, okay... Well, I'll tell you what the purpose of the Pasuk would be. Keeping this line of thought. It wouldn't be an extra. I'll say Ema and Basishana you know, if she makes a vow after Nesuin, Laimar Maybe it's just letting me know that the husband can granted he's had he's already had the ability to be Mafer. But how do I know? But I um how do I know that he Can be made for How do I know he cannot be made for vows That were made prior to the Nesuun You see when you have Let's just explain this Let's harbor on this for a minute A couple gets married They move in together She has a vow Does the husband have a right to remove vows That were made after Nesuun Or does he even have a right to remove vows That impact their relationship That she made prior What are his rights? So, we don't know without the Possex. The Gemara here is saying, in base Isha Nader is letting us know the husband only has the rights, maybe. In base Isha, if she made the vow in the house, he has the right. But maybe if she made, it's teaching me, if she had made the vow prior to moving in, the husband has to get off. Mind your own business. Well, maybe it is his business, because it might be, uh, you know, he's uncomfortable with the fact that she made a nether against meat, or whatever it is. But... It's teaching me that the husband cannot remove vows that were made before moving in. So that's why I need the Pesach of Mbeis Yishan Adar. Meaning, again, I hope I'm not repeating myself too much, but let's say this one more time. We were bothered. How can the Chiddush be that the husband during Erison has the right to remove vows and not the father if the Pesach tells me even by nasuin If I already know by er- Erison, then the not giving me that a Chiddush. So, Gemara here is responding, no, there still would be an edichidish from that he cannot remove earlier vows. Fine. Victor says, Gemara, uminei. But from this halacha itself, oros It's going to come out that in oros, if he could remove vows, then a husband who's in nesuin can actually remove vows that happened prior to nesuin. Elalav, mishum, shutofe da'av. Rather, says the Gemara, bottom line, after all this back and forth, is going to try there's going to be the raya. What's the raya? The proof is that you have the father and you have the husband who together, tzamen, need to work in conjunction. Conjunction. They have to work together as far as removing the vows. Okay? Which means. If an arus wants to remove the vows of a wife, bottom line, he needs the father to remove the vow as well. Who said this? Whose halacha was this? Going back to the beginning of uh, going back to the beginning of our Gemara, a little more than halfway down on Samach Zayan on Aleph. Let's go back to those two dots. We asked Menalon, "What's the source of all this?" And we said. Rabba's original halacha was that you need the husband, you need the father, they must do it together. We kept asking, you know, what's the source for this? We went back and forth in Pesukim. Ultimately, Rabba's proving the only way to Darshan up these Pesukim to, to every Pasuk be teaching me in added Chiddush it's, you cannot walk away saying that the husband ever had exclusive rights or the father ever had exclusive rights during Erison. If, if either one of them during arison never had exclusive rights, the halacha is that if you have a nara murasa or a kitanaha murasa that makes a vow, for that vow to, vow to be removed, both the husband and the father need to remove the vow. That is Rabba's omad in half. That is the bottom line of Rabbah's p'sak. That's the source that he's coming from. Okay, we're going to hold it here. It's the end of uh, end of uh, Rabbah's idea. Becham tomorrow on Matzah Shabbos, we will pick up from debate Rabbi Yishmol. Debate Rabbi Shmuel is going to come with a whole new approach as to how we know that by Nesu by Anarah Hamurasa, you need both the husband and the father. Now, just go, to keep the full picture over here and to end off why are we getting on to this because we're trying to clarify our Mishnah said what we're trying to clarify is is it literally the husband and the father need to do it together or does it mean is it really telling me it's one or the other Rabba <laughs> said it's both he brought Israel uh, is going to agree that it's together um, they need to do it together. They're just going to argue on the source. And Hashem, we will get into that in the next year. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.